You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Curious Christians Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schwer, here with our pastor, Roger Kranz. Hey everyone. Hey guys, we're super excited to have you here listening. Real quick spiel here, just like always, join our Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, go to the website, thecuriouschristians.com, which now you can create a profile and actually become uh, part of the group that way. And if you guys are on any of those sites and you guys would like a t-shirt, message us and... Uh, I think we're either entering you guys in or uh, we might just select you right now. So we still have some in stock. So before they are gone and you guys are going to miss your chance to get the original The Curious Christians t-shirt because we will be changing designs too all throughout the year and getting different stuff. Um, so make sure you guys contact us and get your uh, get your t-shirt now. That's right. And we love it when you subscribe on thecuriouschristians.com because we're able to pull you up and um, we're able to print a list of all those people that uh, subscribed. And we, um, we can pray over that list. And uh, that's the list that we pick a t-shirt from. So uh, please subscribe. Yeah, guys, uh, and and we are here for uh, prayer also. So if you guys need it, you know, let us know. We'd be more than happy to pray for you. Um, and we're going to do that because we're going to ask you guys to please pray for us. Absolutely, Brandon. What is our topic for today? Today's topic is going to be a relevant topic for today's society, and that is part of the question. The question is, why is God being pushed out of our society today? Wow, that is a really good question. That's um, uh, one that everybody can relate to for sure. Um, I mean, you can you can turn on the news and see God being pushed out. You can drive down the interstate and see God being pushed out. Um, I tell you, we just got back from a trip, um, and uh, oh, it, it's it's crazy. You better be prayed up when you get on the interstate. Let me just tell you, uh, we drove four different states, and uh, there wasn't one any better than the other. Um, th- we didn't see any God on the interstate at all. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, um, listeners, if you're out there on the interstate, be kind and courteous. If someone wants to uh, pull over and you see that turn signal, uh, slow down, let them over. And, um, and and drive cautiously and courteously. Uh, okay, there, I'm done. Off my soapbox. <laughs> um, why is God being pushed out of our society? Well, you know, um, uh, the great thing about God is that he's always there. He's always there with us. And um, uh, all we ever have to do is call upon him. Um, we, we use a phrase in the church all the time. You know, his hand is always extended. All you have to do is reach out and take it. And, uh, and, but people don't, um, they don't have that drive to do that uh, unless they're in a crisis situation anymore or unless they really uh, need him and they've tried their own ways, you know. So, um, yeah, he does, it does seem like he gets pushed out of society. Um, and it, it's, it's not anything new. It's happened for years and years and years, you know. Um, we, you and I had a conversation not too long ago about um, when we were in, uh, grammar school, how we used to pray in grammar school. You know, it was every morning, it was part of our ritual. We pledged the American flag and then we had a prayer that God would bless our day. And, uh, and then we started our day. And um, uh, you just don't see that anymore. That's not out there anymore. So um, I think it's safe to say our society uh, is limited in their experiences with God. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does seem like he's being pushed out of our society. Well, it seems like today that there's a group effort to do so. You know, before um, 
it kind of was divided as you know whenever like let's just use this country um the separation of church and state you know mm-hmm. they wanted to have the um the country be based on a set of laws that were not deemed by religious um command or values or you know have the pope or whatever have any actual influence mm-hmm. and so you know leading from that time people still had a strong faith now it seems like there's an organized attempt to push um Christianity, God, Jesus, all, all of that combined out of everything that has to do with uh, the public. So, you know, I, I think it's, um, I actually read a story one time that, because, uh, you know, Alabama is the last one that's going to do anything. <laughs> you know, they're the ones who you still go over there and they're, they're way old school. So, but I, I read in a book that um, a parent had saw that their child came home with a textbook. And in the book, it had... Uh, um, the um, evolution as you know the, the primary theory of how everything came to be mm-hmm. and the mom had simply stated that you know uh, they taught evolution and she wanted it to say it's the theory of evolution and there should be also in the textbook if you're because it, it was you know had this whole section on it it should say that there is the theory of evolution and there is the theory of creationism and so these are theories and you know whichever one you're believing is is a theory because even with evolution with all the science and everything they cannot prove that every single cell led up to who we are now so it's it's, it's unprovable so you know they had um they had actually gone <clears throat> and alabama changed it to where in the textbook it said the theory of evolution and then it also said at the end it said that the theory of evolution is contradicted by the theory of creationism and that creationism is his own theory. Um, it didn't even give an example, but that, that's kind of what it said. And uh, it became a huge article. I think it was on Fox News, ABC News, maybe. It was ridiculous the amount of anger people had towards that. You know, keep your Bibles out of schools. Quit forcing your religion on everybody. You know, uh, why would a you know a Muslim have to sit through this? And you know, think of what you're doing to that person. You know, why don't we just teach all the religions then? And it just be it just blew up. And the the comments that I saw on Facebook and on the article were just terrible. You know, people have no tolerance for that. So you know, and and if they wanted to even fight for the fact of you know oh there's other religions out there maybe that's at least an arguable standpoint but they want the science of evolution to be fact and they're just pushing everything else out and they don't understand that for people who believe in creationism that's not what we believe but you're forcing that to be taught in our schools so you're actively making an attempt to push us out everywhere you know Another quick story. Um, when I was in middle school, we used to have, uh, well, I didn't go to it, but I used to get to school a little bit early because I rode the bus and it came in early. And um, they would have a youth group, and it was in the um, the gym, and it was packed. I mean, every single probably Monday or Wednesday or something like that, they had a youth group, and it was absolutely packed, and people loved it. They went in there. They did their youth group for probably an hour before school, and it was the norm. That was actually allowed. Can you imagine if they did that nowadays? People would be up in arms, you know? Keep the Bible out of school. Keep Jesus out of the, you know, like, why is there such a a group effort now for people who don't believe to push that out? I understand people saying, you know, if you don't want us to force our beliefs on you. Now, 
that comes with some stipulations there too. But why why do you now suddenly care what we do? Well, here's what we find in in our years of being a pastor. It's usually when you have a group or or even a multitude of people, it's usually one or two leaders that rally everyone else. And the reason for that is because everyone's always looking for a leader. Everyone's always looking for someone who will stand up and say what they um, know in their heart that they could never say or, or, or do what they could never do. And so a lot of people follow. I mean, I, you, I just love watching those um, YouTube videos where the, um, the, the, you know, they're having a rally against God. And then there's a, um, a Christian reporter that'll go there and he'll say, you know, he'll, he'll randomly pick people out of the crowd and say, um, why are you here? What are you, what are you here for? And they can't give him an answer. All they know is they followed someone and their belief, and they don't have a belief of their own, and they can't give them an answer. So you you end up realizing that the majority of that crowd or that multitude is there just to follow someone. They don't even know what they're following. They don't even know what they believe. Mm -hmm. Or they give a very vague answer. Yes, exactly. Keep the Bible out of the schools. Well, do you really know what they're doing? You know, do you, are they actually physically bringing the Bible in the school and actually teaching a whole class about it, or is this a uh, a selected um, a course that you can opt in or out of? You're not even allowing the conversation to be had. You just want the Bible out of the school, you know, right. one way or another. They they don't know. It's just this vague idea that they have that's brought on by, like you said, I believe there's probably a few people who started the movement, but then why does it gain so much speed? Well, you know, the the irony in that is that, you know, God gives us boldness. As a Christian, you have boldness. And and uh, you hear me say it all the time. A, a Christian should walk this earth 10 feet tall and bulletproof all the time. That's how we should feel. Because there's, you know, the Bible teaches us there's nothing that can harm this, this body physically. Uh, the, the, you know, there's no weapon forged uh, against man that can hurt him. You know, so we should be able to um, walk this earth, you know, with a lot of confidence and and full authority. And um, and, and the irony in all this is that there's people that are speaking up against the Bible, but there's not as many Christians, it seems, that are standing up for the Bible. And so and if there were, uh, then you'd be able to rally your own multitude. Um, And and I think if a reporter came around and asked um, a Christian multitude, what they were there for, they'd be able to answer it. I would hope so. Um, a really great example of this happened to me the other day. I, I, I thank God for that. He brought it back to my mind just now. Um, I, I went to do have an appointment and I went to go talk to a, a lady about selling her house. And, um, and so we, I knocked on the door, she let me in and her young teenage boy was in the living room <clears throat> playing a video game. And it was incredibly loud. Matter of fact, I found myself um, having to try to talk over the video game um, with, and I have a loud voice anyway. So I was talking over the video game, and and I I whispered to her and I said, um, "Do you think you could get him to turn that down?" And and she had a look of terror on her face, like I'm not going through that, you know. And she said, "No, he likes it like that. He likes it loud like that." So I I, I picked option two. I said, "Well, can we go in the?" maybe in the kitchen then uh, to do this. And she goes, no, we're, we're fine right here. We were in the living room, sitting, both sitting on the couch, and uh, we were doing the paperwork on our coffee table. And so I, I, I put up with it for about another minute. And then I had this, this feeling inside me well up. I, I know it was God. 
uh, it welled up inside me. And so I said, uh, young man, do you mind turning that down? And he ignored me. And so my next move was to stand up, walk over and turn the TV down. And I was about to do that. As a matter of fact, I set my paper and pen on the coffee table and I, I started to get up and the, the mom said, you know what, let's just go ahead and go in the kitchen. So, so we went in the kitchen and the problem was solved. But I, I use that as an example. We're children of God. You, you know, you and I are children of God. We're Christians and we shouldn't tolerate things like that in our life. There, we shouldn't tolerate stupidity and we shouldn't tolerate the fact that someone doesn't have respect. And, and I see that a lot. I'm, like I mentioned, in, uh, driving, the, you know, driving on the interstate, there's no respect on the interstate whatsoever. I mean, you better be prayed up. You better have a hedge of angels around you when you t turn onto that interstate. I mean, it's, it's just terrible out there. There's, you know, very rarely do you find anyone that's gonna stop and let you in or, or stop their day just for a moment so that you can get your, your piece of it. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I, society is pushing God right out. And the reason it's happening is because we're letting it. Christians aren't standing up. Christians don't have that. And we preach it all the time. Christians don't have uh, the liberty to stand up and say, young man, I said, turn that down. You know, there was zero respect there. And, um, and boy, you talk, you talk about your blood boiling. Um, and, and then you ask yourself, it was, is that okay? Was it okay that I got, I started to get angry about that? Sure it is. Sure it's okay because it's a lack of respect. And, and as a Christian, a child of God, I'm not gonna let you disrespect me. You know what I mean? So yes, if you won't turn it down, I'll get up and turn it down. Now I may get kicked out of that meeting and, and not be able to help that lady with her house, but that's okay. Uh, it, it's better to do that and know where you stand and stand up for what you believe than it is to cower to someone who has no respect. Yeah, I think this is a learned attribute to be honest with you. Um, I unfortunately am categorized in a generation called millennial. Uh, I'm 25 years old and uh, my generation goes back, you know, all the way to where I think some of us are still teens. But we were raised with a majority of us believing we were entitled to something. And I don't want to like get too far into a bunch of other things, um, but I just want to bring that up because I think that's where a lot of that comes from is us feeling like we're entitled to certain things and it giving us a false expectation of reality. And it's not, some of us have learned that that's not the case. Um, but for some reason, others still find that to be the way that they want to live life. And that is contradictory to what they actually believe because then they're forcing what they think on other people. So if they think that they should be able to go through school without having the Bible brought up, then what is the con what is the flip side of that? Should Christians be able to go through school without them mentioning um, you know evolution? Is that is that fair? You know if, if we're going to be tolerant of each other, if we're going to try to make this work, obviously as a Christian our goal is to you know preach to other people and to talk to them. but I also think that there's there's respect and um, as we've talked about before, God will lead you to talk to certain people. So if that person absolutely hates everything about Christianity, 
and you're walking up and you know you might not be that person to talk to him there might be a very select person at a very specific time during a specific incident but we all have to be tolerant towards each other and i i hate that in society today i feel like we are made to feel intolerant or we're made to feel like the bad guys because we're on the other side of things but it's being promoted that way you know in in this world there's there's right and there's wrong and no one can um no one can bring the gray area into that there's right and there's wrong and and that's it there's good and there's evil and no one can bring gray area into that area either there's it's either good or it's evil the great thing about God is he, he teaches us in our transformation that, that to know to do good and to do it not, to him it is a sin. So when, when you know uh, that you should be respectful of someone and you choose not to be, it's a sin. Plain as day. There's no gray area there. So, so that being said, the kind of God that God is, he instills inside of us um, uh, Actually, we, we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit within us uh, wells up. Now, it's very easy for me to see that what got angry the other day wasn't just me. It was the Spirit in me because I was not willing to tolerate being disrespected. Not only was I disrespected, but his mother was disrespected. He, he was disrespecting both of us because we were conducting business, a very important business, and he wanted to play his video game extra loud. I mean, there was no reason he couldn't have turned it down, you know. So here's, here's the way we really need to look at it as a Christian. We, we are created in God's image, right? So the things he feels, we feel. Um, the emotions he, that we feel, he feels. So, so you have to ask yourself, you know, if that was Jesus sitting there on the couch, um, what would he have done? In that situation um, now there's a story in the Bible and I don't want to portray Jesus as a radical however there's a story in the Bible when he walked into the temple and he saw the money changers in there conducting business in the temple you know the Bible says he turned the tables over and he threw them all out you know I think he did that upon his authority as as who he is and we should do that as well on the authority that we're a Christian. We're a child of God. And the reason that prayer was allowed to be taken out of school was because Christians didn't stand up when they should have, you know? And and there's a lot of things that happen in this this life, in this world, that we just try to slide by. You know, we we capture phrases, um, and they're, actually they're biblical phrases. We'll, we'll take pieces of scripture and use them for our benefit. Like, well, the Bible says to seek peace and pursue it, so I didn't say anything. Well, <laughs> if, the, if the Spirit is welling up inside you because you're being disrespected, you better listen to the Spirit, you know, and, 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 and let the Spirit move you and, and, and um, uh, disciple you in that way. Uh, I, I'll tell you, it, it was nothing for me to stand up and go turn that TV down. Actually, I wanted to. I felt myself wanting to do it, even though I was led, led of the Spirit to do it. I was wanting to do it. It was, it was the Spirit and I were one, let's just put it that way, in that moment. And I was actually going to do it. But um, the mother saw it. I guess she saw it on my face or saw that I was about to make a move. And she said, you know what, let's just go in the kitchen. 
So, you know, crisis avoided, so to speak. But did it teach the child anything? No, absolutely not. Uh, so, can I say it was a victory? No, I don't. I don't think it was. I think that I think I should have been let. You know, she should have let me go turn it down. You know, if she's not going to stand up to her child, then someone else will. And it's only going to make the child. It's, it's not going to benefit the child in any way because as he gets older, he's going to do that to the wrong person or the right Christian, and then he's going to suffer for it. So in society, if this is where we're at, why, why would God allow that to happen? Why would he allow him to be removed from schools? Why would he allow these groups that have formed to be able to actually affect this? Once again, um, I don't think we're asking the right question there. I think we're, we're, the question we need to be asking is why did Christians allow it? because we have free will. We have the, the right to say, no, you're not taking prayer out of schools. You know, you're not gonna do that. Let me ask you this, let me, let me turn the tables on you just for a minute. Um, you, you have a young daughter. If, uh, if she was a little bit older and she said, um, dad, I'm, I wanna go sleep over um, my, my two friends' house. And you knew that her, her two friends are nothing but troublemakers. They're, they're gonna get in trouble. You, you can write it down, take it to the bank. You know, would you let her go do a sleepover at their house? No, of course not. So you would be exercising your authority as her dad, right? So, so that makes sense to you, doesn't it? So doesn't it just make sense that we should exercise our authority as a Christian? To, when we see something that's wrong or we see something that's not right, uh, when the spirit wells up inside of us and gives us that liberty, we need to be vocal or, or we need to do what needs to be done. And I, I feel very strongly that if every Christian felt that way, the, the, the world would turn back toward God very quickly. I feel like we're almost made to believe that God isn't taken as seriously, though, in today's society. A Christian who attends church and who has that faith believes that. But there is a, a wide majority of people who would call themselves believers. Someone who would say, oh, yeah, I believe there's God and leave it at that. But their views line up with more of somebody who's, no, I, I do believe in, there's a God. I believe that there's someone here. But... Do I want my child being talked to about it in school? Nah, not really. There's some people who are like that, you know, and I think that that is a part of the issue too, is someone who's going to claim that but not stick up for that. And I've always wondered that as someone growing up, um, and maybe I wasn't as curious before all this, but now that I've been um, growing in my faith, the question is always raised in my mind, if you believe there is a God, then I don't understand how there's a middle ground. If you believe there's an all-powerful God and you believe in him, then how can you go about life in a normal fashion and say, yeah, I just believe there's a God. If you believe there's someone who gave you a life, set these, set these, uh, the, the handbook of life in front of you, there is a guideline, there's stuff you're supposed to do. You now have the Holy Spirit. He expects you to be with him, to want him. How can you just say in this life, that's cool. There's a God. I'm going to put you over here and I'll use you when I need you, but this is my life and just go through. I've never understood that. So if you believe there's a God, should you also not 
use that to your fullest? Do you think that one day you're going to die and there's just going to be God standing there? And he's like, all right, that was a long life. It was, <laughs> that was a long wait. Now you're here. Now let's do this. Let's do this thing. No. But that question is only raised now. People and you know, I lived that life before. If you would have asked me in high school if I believe there was a God, I would have told you, yeah, I believe there's a God. Okay, well then why are you not serving him? Why are you not doing anything for him? I don't know. There's a football game tonight. I got busy. <laughs> you know? I don't know him. Yeah, because people don't know him. People don't take the time to get to know him. You you were you were rattling that off and you saw you were looking over at me and I was smiling. I was smiling because that's that was a big part of the message. Um, by the way, we're recording this um, on a Sunday afternoon. That was the message this this morning, and um, and I said almost I almost verbatim what you just said. I said a lot of times people will take God and they'll put him up on a shelf and they'll say, God, I'll get to you when I need you, and and so then they live their life without him until the crisis hits. Then they take him off the shelf and say, "Oh God, I love you so much. Please answer this prayer for me." You know, and it's it's uh, so so. The name of the message today was "It's time to tighten the circle," and I, I was speaking about the circle of influence uh, that we have in our life. You know, there's people that we we uh, allow into our circle of influence that shouldn't be there, and they're bad for us. And yet we say, we, we compromise it and say, well, you know, I've known this person for 40 years. I'm not going to kick him out of my life. Well, you don't have to kick him out of your life, but you got to kick him out of your circle of influence, you know, because they're bad for you. They are a bad influence on your life. And, and, and what happens when someone's a bad influence on your life? It makes you become a bad influence on the people that, that are relying on you, like your children, like your spouse. You know, so that's what the message was about today. And I, that's why I was laughing when you were saying that, because you said it almost verbatim to what the message was this morning. So. Well, God must have wanted it brought up. <laughs> it really, really. So, yeah, you know, it's just this this topic I could go on and on. And um, I've, I've always said starting this podcast, I didn't really want to venture into politics or anything like that, because obviously we have our views and this is about learning about God and discovering our faith. Um but obviously this topic just borderlines a lot of that stuff. And so without diving into any of that, I think it's just a very, um, a very touchy subject, but a subject that, you know, people, the thing nowadays is that everyone can be offended by anything. Sure. And there's a side that feels persecuted by everything. And I think they don't understand that we're in that same boat, you know, just as people want us out of their society that's not fair. We want to be in there too. And I feel like, you know, we get pushed out so often and it, you know, it's, it's hard because then you feel like you're an unwanted member of society. You know, I want to be a Christian and go in public and do things, but you know, would it be easier for someone to set up a booth in front of Pier park that says, ask me about evolution. If you put up a booth that said, ask me about Jesus, you think you'd be there for more than 10 minutes before someone complained on you and said that that was unfair? There was a guy here who uh, had a had a thing that said spread the love. It was a spread the love sign. And he was standing in Pier Park and someone complained on him and they trespassed him. Now that was lifted, you know, rightly so. And he's actually going on Ellen the Generous now, but funny <laughs> enough. But, you know, people will complain about everything. But how is it that something that is meant to be loving, like spread the love? Like, let me tell you about Jesus or, you know, we're not going to, if, if you, if we say, you know, 
can I talk to you about Jesus? And they're like, nah, I got to go into Dillard's. I'm going to let you go into Dillard's. I'm not going to tackle you. I mean, it's, it's just, it's funny now how people want to push us out of everywhere, but they don't understand in doing so. They're almost taking our rights too. Yeah, that's why we, we're so adamant about it. And God's had us really, as a pastor, he's really had us buckle down the last four or five years. And a lot of the messages, a lot of the content of the messages is all about standing up. You know, you're a child of God, for Pete's sake. Let's let's stand up for what we believe in. We have liberty in Christ Jesus. So what is that liberty for? It's, it's to stand up. And when you see someone... Uh, someone, even whether they're interacting in your life or not, when you see someone and the spirit wells up inside you, do something about it. You know, do something about it. You've got God behind you. He's backing you up. Um, we, we can't, we can't illustrate that enough, but getting back to the, um, the, the children in school, you know, they're with that teacher for what, six to eight hours a day, five days a week, right? For a whole year, uh, until they graduate. So, so, you know, that's another thing. What does that teacher believe? Because inevitably, inevitably, the, 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 whatever the teacher believes, they're going to pass down to your child. So what's the, what's the story there? Do you pull them out of school and, and homeschool them? Well, that might solve the problem until they get out of school, but then they're going to be back in the world again, right? With their, their job or whatever. So, what's the what's the what's the the rule there what how do you how do you solve that well i think you need to become personally involved with that teacher um i remember when my kids were in in grammar school i always brought cupcakes up to the school or had my wife do it and we would meet the teacher and we'd know who that teacher was and and through you know times that we uh were interacting with her or him we would figure out were they good for our child or bad for our child? And I can tell you there were two, two instances in our, our children's upbringing that we moved them out of that one classroom into another just yeah. because of that one thing. You know, and I, I do think that it's important to understand, though, um, and, you know, you were talking about maybe you could pull them out and homeschool and maybe that would work, maybe that wouldn't. I do think it's very important, though, and I'm, I, I want to reiterate this, that I, I don't, if you are homeschooling, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. If you guys have the ability to do that, that's wonderful. But I think that it's very important for people, uh, especially at a young age when kids are growing up, to be able to decipher wrong and right for themselves. Um, you're never going to get out of it. You can homeschool their entire life. And then someday they're going to have to be faced with their boss, with a customer, with something. Sure. There's going to be a wrong and right. And that takes practice. That takes practice in saying, this teacher has told me this. I had a very liberal teacher when I was in high school, very liberal. Um, and I, it passed on to me. I mean, I used to say some very <laughs> radical things just because I was very influenced by him. Mm -hmm. And it's funny looking back on myself nowadays, and I think about the things I said, and I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. It came directly from him passing that on to me. But you have to have those set values. If you have those set values and you teach your kids or they're being taught in a way that teaches them to decipher on their own from wrong and right, I would have known. And I would have been able to decipher certain things about that and say, okay, this is his views. This is my views. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I need to 
push him away from me. He's still a teacher. He still has stuff to offer me, but you need to be able to learn how to decipher that because there's going to be many different people in this world. And it could, it it doesn't even just involve teachers, politics, anything. There could be a pastor who does a sermon that you don't agree with. You have to be able to decipher right and wrong. And that takes practice. Yeah. You know, I, I remember my wife, she was in the school system for many, many years as a teacher, as a para, many different um, avenues of it. And I remember when she got her teaching degree, um, what she had to go through to get that degree. They put her through the ringer. They went on every kind of background check there was to do. They asked her, you know, questionnaires about this and that and all these kind of things. But never once did they ever ask her what her um, moral values were or, or what her, you know, what her beliefs were in God. That was never asked of her. So they asked all these what they felt like was pertinent questions. But you know, to me, the pertinent question is, are you a Christian? <laughs> because I, I'd, I would much rather have my children being taught by a Christian teacher. You know, so I think it's super important for the, um, the, you know, the parents to get involved with the teacher of, of their children and know who they are and spend a little time with them. And, you know, it's a great way to do that is bring them cupcakes. Teachers love cupcakes you know, to, to pass out to the class or bring them some cookies or whatever, just to, to have that personal one-on-one with them to see who they are. Because remember this, your child is with them six to eight hours a day, five days a week. So you you better, as, as a parent, you better know who's influencing your children. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, that's all the time that we have for the podcast today. This one was a little bit different of a topic. If you guys liked it, let us know. Um, if you guys haven't already, follow us, subscribe, and like we always ask for, please just be praying for this podcast. This is a community that we want to grow and start this family. So hope you guys liked it. We'll see you next time.